You are listening to LimCourse podcast, pushing the limits of innovation and productivity in business and daily life. Welcome in the second episode um, of Sportcast. And today we are with um, Beatrice, um, Dennis and Kevin. Dennis, what are we going to talk about? Well, we will talk about um, AI stuff. We will talk about uh, using Spot in realistic uh, environments and um, how, I mean, interesting these all new things will be in our future. We'll be talking a little bit about security, I think, also. I mean, we basically talked about the past, about the future and uh, how the the behaviors of the past can be applied or will be applied probably to the future and uh, how the, everything will accelerate with time. Yeah, and I think there's a great topic we can we can dig into is uh, future of AI and basically one of the projects, interesting projects about reading the audio, reading the, the speech from the lips and also from the objects which are in the uh, room and based based on the on the wavelengths and how the objects are moving read the, the audio i think that that might be interesting let us start it out today in the next podcast episode uh, we have new guests today same office manik luisa urstrasse 14 um We have, we start again from the ladies, Beatrice Aritz. Hi, Beatrice. Hi, Marek. <laughs> It's really good to be here. <laughs> Thank you, Beatrice. Uh, we have Dennis Atma. Yeah, hi. Hi together and uh, glad to be here. Yeah. And Kevin Havrero. Hi, guys. Um, before we deep dive, maybe it makes sense that... Uh, Can you say two, three words about yourself? Who are you? Uh, where do we know each other from? And what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with the girl. Um, Bea is my name. I worked at Microsoft for the last few years uh, as a cloud solution architect. So helping partners and customers um, develop and, and implement cloud solutions, especially with data and AI. This is also where I came from. Um, I studied medical engineering and did a lot of medical uh, image analysis and also machine learning on medical devices like hand prosthetics. Yeah, so this is where I come from. Now I'm at Reply. I'm super excited. And on my third day already doing a podcast is uh, <laughs> super, duper exciting, I guess. Very dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are very glad to have you, uh, of course, Pia. And uh, we may uh, talk later on, maybe a little bit first day. So Reply, maybe you can tell us something. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Dennis, uh, we, how do we know each other? Yeah, well, I'm in your team, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm a senior consultant. In your team and um, I'm a specialist on business information systems, uh, especially in business um, intelligence systems and uh, also um, do some project management for your projects, obviously. So, um, yeah, um, I studied um, business information systems um, in, in my master's and in my bachelor and um, yeah, uh, have like almost seven years yeah it's now seven years uh, consulting um, experience so uh, i hope i can be uh, uh, an enrichment for the talk here so <laughs> let's see 
Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. Kevin. All right. I'll just continue. I have a background in robotics cognition intelligence here in TUM. Um, and yes, before that, I uh, studied more computing, so mostly app development, mostly for the Android platform. But uh, yes. So last couple of years, I worked mostly for the automotive industry. And, and then I started in, oh, mostly in cloud and AI solutions. And uh, nowadays I'm mostly focusing, oh Jesus, I'm just saying very often the word mostly, sorry guys. Uh, I'm mainly focusing on computer vision and robotics and I'm of course in the spot team and doing some of the heavy lifting there. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about Spot today. Today we uh, had a little surprise that um, I'm I'm uh, not always in the Munich office, so I'm based in Frankfurt, and um, uh, I uh, was pretty amazed that um, I was working there, uh, staring at my laptop, and suddenly uh, Spot arrived and uh, said hello. <laughs> so, um, uh, Kevin, can you uh, just uh, say a few words regarding um, going? through uh, the reply office with Spot and uh, how the reactions are. Um, yes, it's like always, I'm starting to work and uh, we are starting to work, setting everything up, unpacking him and you already notice from the, in, the, in the corner of your eyes how people are walking by, slowing down and are starting to, some are just standing there and like wanting to see something and of course I'm, we are working and we don't really have time every time to boot everything up, to give a demo for 10 minutes. And I think if we do it every time, we wouldn't actually do any work, right? And, uh, but from time to time, it's like a, a small break to, to show how Spot works, what he's able to do, what's he, what he is capable of. And then every time the question is arising, what can Spot actually do? How can we use him? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, what, what is your perspective? What do you think? Uh, so we, we, we talk, we, we implement a lot of stuff and uh, we do have first implementations in Italy uh, of the spot. Um, I mean, one of the challenges with this use case, because I think the Italian colleagues implemented that and they mentioned it's not that performance of the networks they implemented because they were trying to replicate that. And in the end, I guess, um, the spot core that's basically processing power of spot is able to handle some workload but i think the the main application for us will be to to push all the data into the cloud use the processing power we can really scale up and uh, send the data back and i mean today with the emerging technologies or with the already existing technologies like 5g i think that's a very uh, promising and especially interesting use case to combine robotics directly with the cloud and um, have a very, very small latency in order to actually use the data computed there. Absolutely. Especially latency will be an issue for robotics anyway in the next decades. You know, um, when you um, think of um, bionic arms or something like that, and if you want to remotely uh, uh, control them, um, they have a, always a latency, you know, and uh, you can't be that precise at, let's say, um, things that are moving, like uh, when you're at a sushi bar and you have uh, running sushi, you can't grab it with a bionic arm easily. You know, you have to pre-process that something's coming at the, at the exact time and uh, these issues uh, have to be covered like that and uh, this is going to be interesting anyway so indeed this is, this is going to be one of the 
biggest then, challenges. Yeah, and then it depends also on how we actually program those things because if we do it in a smart way where you don't have to use um, that many processing power and it's an easy algorithm, it's an easy model, then you can also um, do it just right away on the spot uh, without having to calculate it somewhere else in that moment at least. Uh, and this would mean that the latency will go down a lot so that you can actually do it locally. Yeah, it's um, absolutely a questioning of um, architecture. Yeah. Uh, do, you, also, do you remember what we were talking in the first episode um, regarding this word, but button dynamics is also thinking a lot about um, last mile delivery. Um, basically, I just remind for, for listeners, or maybe you, it is now a good possibility to, to turn on the first episode and, and hear the topic, but I, I, and the whole topic we talked about that time. Um, the, the, the thing was... Um, that Boston Dynamics actually, uh, at least in the US, realized that, well, those concept about, uh, I mean, Amazon, of course, and delivering the packages with drones, it's not really realistic because of different reasons. And uh, Boston Dynamics is really um, seriously thinking about changing the future um, and having two levels of swarm robots. So first swarm robots, of course, autonomous driving is going to be more and more popular in the future. Um, so that, that the trucks are autonomously um, moving around uh, the, the packages and delivering them uh, or not delivering the packages, but delivering the swarms of robots, two, three, four of them uh, in one truck, which then uh, deliver the packages itself on, on, on the hood. Um, we talked today a little bit, why spot and not other robot? I think one thing that is super interesting about spot is that it can move almost in areas, almost like a human, but still has a more intelligent shape than a human, meaning that you can go upstairs, you can um, avoid things, you have a really good, uh, really good balance, while in the meantime also being small and um, easily going through shapes like uh, like a tunnel or really small ones where um, a human or a drone could not go through. So I think this is a really good advantage uh, of Spot. Kevin, you, you talked today actually about advantages of, of Spot in, in last mile delivery. Why Spot and not other robot? Um, yeah, I mean, if we are realistic, um, most robots we know have some wheels or are wheeled. The Boston Dynamics robots are a bit different. We, we are lagged. We know Atlas, we know Spot, we know uh, Wildcat, I think is the one from like eight years ago, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And... Um, Nearly every household we are seeing or that we are knowing has at least like two or three steps in front of the house. So a wheeled robot will not help us in any way. Uh, I mean, there were some videos in the last weeks as well from, I think, Boston Dynamics. We'll have a wheeled robot and the robot is too able to launch himself into the air and jump like a couple meters high. But of course, if he's a package on the back as well, I'm not sure if that is feasible. But uh, Spot, with, especially with the uh, robotic arm, I think uh, this will be a good application. But then the question again, how much will Spot be able to carry? And uh, how have the packages then, or the, the yeah, packages have to change whenever 
a robotic arm has to lift them, right? Mm -hmm. So if this solution would be implemented, probably the carriers of uh, the postal service, they would have to redesign or implement the handle or anything for the package. So that could be some changes that are especially designed for the robotic revolution. Mm -hmm. True. I mean, it's true. There's one part of spot where you can put weight on it and then you would make it do a task that a human would do while carrying it. But on the other hand, spot would also be perfect for everything that is more on a digital virtual site where he's doing computer vision, where um, he's discovering other things um, using his sensors or additional sensors that you can put on it. Where we, for example, have everything that would be um, visually seen um, that is light, that is um, different states of um Of, of, of gas, for example. And those things um, are really a good use case for Spot as well. If you have any ideas of... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, regarding, for example, some challenges regarding, let's say, um, uh, the automotive. Um, uh, when you have um, um, the, the kind of... Um, uh, um, collision damage, um, for example, at, at cars and so on. And um, um, having those um, detected objectively, um, you have, of course, um, uh, a kind of a way of automation, you know, and um, every time, for example, a rental car comes back, you have uh, the opportunity to, to check it automatically and um, um, the car is getting maybe ready easy, more easily and uh, the car rental agents um, are more into customer satisfaction than into checking things and uh, uh, getting upset customers. So um, yeah, uh, indeed, that's, that's a possible um, way of um, using it uh, in real life. Super interesting. This is also like everything that would be quality control or quality assurance would be covered by, by something like that. Yeah, true. And I mean, with really scales up, if you think in like a service center of BMW here in Munich, you sometimes have like 2000 cars per day that are coming in and uh, you have the expert taking pictures from every direction and he probably ta takes, probably takes like half a minute, a minute or something like that. And it's not perfect. So if you have spot with a lighter cam, with uh, with lighter sensor, with a 360 degree camera, you can make a complete digital twin from the car, from the vehicle, and also record that, save that, digitalize that for the future. And uh, you have the great advantage that you are saving time, you have better image quality, and you have a uh, image quality that stays the same. So it doesn't matter who does it. It doesn't matter what for equipment they have. You would have spot with a specified equipment. Yeah. And the resolution. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's I, not I really true. like that. I really like that. Um, when I look on, on our flip chart and, and our topics we wanted to, to, to talk about, we, we've noticed couple, um, industries where we see I think all of us, a lot of potential for automation with sport, but maybe not only with the sport. I mean, in general, robotics and AI is going to play the major role in automation and digitalization. 
Digitalization. Also, not only computer vision, but AI, I think, is mostly used in parts where we had a, have a lot of data. And what part do we have the best data in? It's when it's about quality, when we want to make sure that something is working or not working. Uh, so this is everywhere where we are in production, in um, post sales, for example. So this is, I think, where we can go. And pharma is a big part because we yeah. have really strong regulations, yeah. really strong restrictions yeah. um, in production and everywhere. So, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, every time we have um, a diversion uh, in uh, in the making process of pharmaceuticals, um, we have a new issue and um, standardization is the way and um, you can standardize um, things easily with robotics. Mm -hmm. And AI. Kevin, what, what do you think about pharma and AI? <laughs> I mean, first of all, pharma and AI, I think any of us can come up with like five or six AI applications when we are thinking about the pharma chain of value or chain of uh, what is being done in order to have a final product, right? From the beginning where there is research over real uh real testing and also in the end of course the industrial production of the pharmaceuticals spot i think is a is a great tool in order to show the world this is possible and uh of course spot has some applications that are unique because in each laboratory you still have different floors you have you have to transport probably a couple things between floors You have to open doors. And right now I think we are not that, or I know that there are not that many ro robots that are able to do that. Yeah. To open doors. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the spot is, you've seen the videos on YouTube. Uh, like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I know what even from, from past, from like five years ago and when the first, um, the first development came out already, uh, it was super interesting to see how much better it was from some other robots that I, have you ever seen the, the different competition of robots that were going on uh, worldwide the one where th they were like falling like they were drunk kind of things yeah. it's, it's really funny to see and um this compared to spot where it was always really stable really in balance so it's super funny to see one other thing that i was um just when you were talking about it in general is that i think a lot of people are still very scared about robotics and AI in general, because they think it's going to take away their jobs and they're going to be replaced by artificial intelligence or by robot. But you always have to see it from the actual realistic point of view where those parts that will be replaced as things that are really um, mundane. Yeah. And re replicate it the whole time. So it's things that you will automize and you want to automize because you don't want to do this work and you can actually concentrate and, and focus on, on the more creative part of what you would want to be doing instead of doing this like everyday 
all day long repetition of task. In the last episode, Sarah Lewandowski said that if you hate it, automate it. <laughs> yeah. So smart. And um, to, I also thought about that for quite some time. I mean, if you're looking at the last couple hundred years, the speed of technology, of new innovation is getting faster and faster. Each life cycle gets shorter and shorter. And nowadays, a couple of years go by and we have a new technology, like take smartphones. 15 years ago, it was like the first, maybe the first iPods were emerging. Nobody was thinking about smartphones yet. And today, Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If that counts, right? And um, nowadays, everybody has a smartphone and uh, moving to new device, devices, smartwatches, maybe implants and whatever, right? And um, How was that? I mean, we had the industrial revolution with the steam machine and everything. And in the beginning, like take a couple of years, hundred years ago, it took a farm was able to maybe feed like five or maybe 10 people. And nowadays the farm is able to feed multiple hundred thousand people. And so one job that was, that was needed in a large scale is now needed, needed in very, very small scale because of all the innovation we had in the last couple hundred years. And that's the same thing I'm seeing with Spot or with robotics or and digitalization. So we are, of course, replacing the jobs of farmers basically of the, of the past. And uh, with time, these people also develop new jobs, had time, for, had to come up with new things to do, create new businesses, create new ideas. And so innovation through automatization or autonomous driving, everything will lead to even faster innovation and even shorter life cycles. Yes. And it liberates you of the things that you actually never wanted to do, as you said. So I think it's, it's faster innovation, it's progress. And in the same time, it's also more fun. What, what do you think as the people, as a society, do they really should have fear about losing jobs and having no jobs or nothing or if if do even though it, if it will happen is it something what we should start thinking about or those helping those people or how those you know what i mean absolutely so um that's that's something um that is um that should be discussed on a particular political level yeah. um i believe that people i understand that people are feared Yeah. Um, I don't um, agree with that fear, but I understand the fear. So um, basically, maybe we are not that affected when we are working in um, IT. Yeah, so we are not so much affected when when something like robotics are emerging and robots will become maybe a real part of our lives. But um, there will be other um, jobs and, um, and um, of course, um, things that we will replace through robots, maybe. And um, we did that in the, in the past, too. I mean, uh, look at the way we clean our streets. I mean, there are rarely people uh, standing there and, um, and cleaning the streets on their own. They sit in some kind of cleaning car and drive uh, the city up and down. And um, 
maybe at some point robots will do that job for us. And um, this will definitely change um, the way we look at robotics. And it will change, um, of course, um, the ability of people getting jobs with, for example, um, lower degrees. And yeah, I, I understand that fear. But maybe we have to enforce the society to change and maybe help those people also to change. And um, but that's definitely something on a high political level. Yeah, of course. I think what what people also have to think of is the reasons or the causes why they're afraid or uh, in fear. And this is. For example, reason one is the unknown. People are always scared of the unknown. Uh, the second thing is change. People are always scared to change. And those things together, so not knowing what will come afterwards and knowing that you have to change is making it uncomfortable. But then, as you said, making it a political thing and making it also a society thing will make it easier. We understand already. This is why we're not that much afraid because we understand the the scope. We know that it's not as f that far. We know that the media makes it a lot bigger than it actually is. It, it talks about um, artificial intelligence as the new human, but we know that robots still sometimes just uh, fall down or have problems and artificial intelligence is not perfect. So I think... Um, Medi meeting those people and making them understand what it's about and what um, the limits are and also where they can change too. So I think a political one of political solution is to help them change to somewhere because those people that don't have that education don't know where they can go to, but they have the knowledge or they, they have the, the talents to also change to somewhere else. They're not only made to clean a street, they, they have in their heads and in their ability, something else that they just have to discover, I think. I mean, with that, you're extremely fast also with the UBI, right? Universal basic income. And I think this is a huge topic. Actually, yesterday I uh, got, I saw a link where you can sign up to one study in Germany. We'll pick like a couple hundred people and you wow. receive like a thousand euros over three months. So, I mean, this is getting researched and I think it will be an extremely relevant, interesting topic, but I think this, this, this goes beyond the scope of our talk right now, right? Yeah. Just basically from my perspective, I'm not talking about political stuff, but basically human part, I think the, the robotics AI is for me, this is what we are talking in the last episode a little bit also is actually a, a great chance, a great chance that we as a human, we have to be a bit, we have to distinguish from the robots and, and what humans can do better than something which is automated. It's the creation of something. It's yeah. being creative. Yep. Exactly. Creative jobs. This is something what yeah. will be uh, on hype, I think, in the future. Well, I think we have definitely to uh, engage with the society regarding this. Um, otherwise, we will end up 
having those ledits from from the past um and um these guys were um actually um that was a uh stream of people um uh, english workers mainly who destroyed machinery in the 18th century um and um because they lost their jobs yeah and they were afraid of what will happen after that so this may happen always um when we don't have a change management. <laughs> so um, I think that's a big part of um, getting robotics into our daily lives. Yay, change management. This is so important. Thanks for mentioning it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are almost um, at 30 minutes of our talk, so we will be um, almost finishing our talk for, for in this episode. Um, I wanted to, to put one, one more thing uh, at the end. Um, do you remember the video we're um, watching together a couple um, days ago? I, I mean, the, the, the two minute paper about um, reading uh, from the lips and, and the paper about um, how AI can read the audio file without audio actually yes super interesting so what i remember from it is especially that when you have a camera and you have a recording of a room and there is some part that is for example vibrating while someone is talking so some some movable part you can extract what they were talking about just from the form of the vibration of this tissue or whatever it was yeah i mean the lip reading itself i think in my opinion this is nowadays pretty trivial if you have enough data if you have you have it's also basically annotated as well by uh by the wavelengths the people are talking with and i mean the but this is uh i think a huge security concern i think dennis mentioned it oh yeah I think, feel free to elaborate because i mean <laughs> that was good this is like uh You could spin off a Black Mirror episode times 10 out of that. And um, <laughs> I, I hope, I, I'm sure in some scope, it is a reality already somewhere, maybe in China or <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just hoping that this will not get the reality for our Western nations right now. Yeah, keep yourself safe because NSA is listening. No, um, <laughs> um, well, um, I was uh, thinking about that issue um, like seven or eight years ago. And um, my idea was um, to have the lips read uh, from a video feed where like something like a terrorist or a criminal is talking on the phone. So we all know that um, the security services are listening to our telephones and uh, our uh, mobile conversations and um, well let's think of they are capable of doing that and um, and in, it's always interesting what the conversation is um, uh, between those two people and that all not only one side when you're lip reading only the video feed you want to know what they're talking about and having the um, actual um, A lip reading feed and what is uh, exactly the word by word thing of that guy compared to the conversation on the phone you can easily um yeah um extract the right um phone call at that at that moment at that place and you would listen to the conversation and would know who the other guy maybe is so this is something um yeah um 
I was thinking of <laughs> doing a product like that, but um, <laughs> now you're here. Now huh? I'm here. Yeah, exactly. So well, let's start a startup. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, it's um, yeah, a security service reply. <laughs> Spike reply. Yeah. Spike reply. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, security. Yeah. yeah exactly. This is, yeah. this is what I like uh, about their job. They are also doing, how, how does test are penetration? No, there's not a penetration the, testing. No, there's a kind of testing where you can hire, um, a highly qualified engineer who is uh, pro trying to compromise your building or your security to, to find security breaches in your company. So everything is signed by CEO that it will happen and he's trying to breach to your company. Have you heard about this? I, I forgot really the name for this, but there's a name for this. Yeah, there's also, for example, websites where you can actually do that and help Hacker One, for example. Love that one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think 90% of all hacking today, nowadays, is of course, social engineering. Oh, yeah. Just, Absolutely. So just, true. Just hacking people. I mean, people are easy to talk to. People are love to share information, see Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever is common right now, right? And, um, and once a person is under some drug influence, alcohol, not Whatever. even just liking someone or yeah, just exactly. talking someone talking to someone and mm. having the trust being makes, treated nicely right that's yeah enough. yeah make someone vulnerable yeah and be someone attractive that's um, even more easy yeah it's true what i've seen last time uh as a video was uh, i hope it wasn't true <laughs> someone had an idea um that IT department, I think they made a joke in, in a company. It was really indeed a joke. I, I don't, I will want, I, I want uh, name the, the company name. Um, the IT admin made on, on the board uh, an information. If you want to change your password, please stick, use a sticky note, put it here, the old password, username and password on this board. We will change it for you. This is a new, uh, you know, it's the first of April. Full, full. <laughs> and I'm not joking. There were like 10 of sticky notes. <laughs> well, that's phishing 2.0. Some guests put on the door, a sticker or like a Dina four page printed out. Please don't lock this door tonight. Oh, and perfect. of course, this door was not locked that night. Oh, and so yeah. you could exit the building, right? It's actually hilarious that it worked. I mean, there the governmental um, buildings are so secure, and oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. Actually, you mentioned Microsoft. Um, three years there now. Reply. Um, how, how would you summarize working at Microsoft being there and, 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 um, what have you learned at Microsoft? Actually, I think, I think we have to do our own podcast for all of my learnings and everything <laughs> that I've experienced there, because it was just, it was an amazing, um, valuable, exciting and some um, very great time. So I enjoyed it a lot. I learned a lot about IT, about how to work with people, how to 
um, deal with different kind of people, with different kind of products, how to uh, experience clouds and the new technologies, how fast evolving everything is. I think this was one thing that I think was just a crazy experience at Microsoft. You see, even as an employee, you don't even know when when names changing. So yeah. there's just a new naming for a product that you already have known, you think for your whole life, but then it has a new name, but it's the same thing. Yeah, so those, for example, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Basically, the, one of the, the, the major things when I'm Google bigging stuff. <laughs> yes. Now you don't, don't, don't have to say, say that, that don't anymore. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I switched sides, so I'm with you now. Uh, when I'm Googling stuff, um, basically, um, the very first information which I'm checking is the date of the article. If yeah. it's still up to date. Yeah, that's the same here. Um, when you when you try to get some new information or even to get something that is maybe um, may, has maybe changed over time, the first thing you do is looking for some kind of date. And um, there's sometimes, um, for example, when you when you uh, are facing a blog article, sometimes there is no date, and. Um, um, since there, maybe you're lucky and you can go into the, um, in the, into the code and look for the HTML code and maybe you're lucky and you find something, but, um, yeah, that's pretty annoying sometimes. I'm very grateful for this talk. I'm very happy having you here, uh, as guests and also as team members. I really uh, appreciate working with you every single day. It's a great journey. And I think, um, yeah, we are creating the future together. That's what makes me really uh, very uh, happy. Yes, thank you so much for having me here and giving me such a interesting introduction week. Uh, Mark, happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. I think this is the most important thing today. We will celebrate it. So thanks from my side. Yeah, thanks from my side too. Um, and um, it's uh, a great time to live and um, have this, those exciting opportunities here, uh, especially at Reply and uh, being in your team, Marek. So um, yeah, um, let's let's see what uh, the next uh, few months will uh, will bring and uh, how this will all evolve. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, taking the time to listen to us. And I hope we'll see you also next time. Thank you very much. Bye bye. 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 You are listening to LimCore's podcast, pushing the limits of innovation and productivity in business and daily life. <laughs>